You're listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a creative coach, a yoga teacher, meditation, human event sharer, and human being, writer, DJ. This, this list is getting boring. I wish there was just one word to sum it up. Person. There we go. And we are out in nature. Here are the birds and this is an aeroplane and there's some random kids. <laughs> in this week's show, I am inviting Fienemann, whose name is Shettle. Um, I call him Fienemann, just as a note. Um, I'm inviting him on the show to talk about creative life and finding balance between work and rest and play, which is an ongoing struggle, babe. So if that speaks to you, then I really hope there's something useful for you here. Let's get into it. So it's Frank Holiday Monday, and um, I'm standing in a park under a tree, because it's raining, which is a blessed relief after intensely hot days. A lot of intense energy in these streets. And I've been back in the UK now for a couple of days. I took a week away with Fienemann. We went on a little work-slash-rest hiatus. Is it hiatus if it's work? No, I don't know. A kind of um, project week away in the south of France, which was great. Nice to be back in that part of the world. Some of you know I used to live in the south of France and in Monaco, and it was kind of bittersweet, lots of memories, um, as well as lots of new explorations because we were kind of up towards the mountains a bit, which was blissful. And today I thought I would invite Fienemann onto the podcast to talk about the importance of work, rest and play. This sounds like a children's TV theme song <laughs> or an advert or something, I don't know. Fienemann, hi. Hello, Malady. How are you doing? Very good. It was kind of quite nice to stand here in the summer rain right now. So now we've got the boring kind of very British things to talk about out the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do? So uh, my name is Chetel, spelled K-E-T-I-L. Um, and I'm mainly... Ooh. It's just the atmosphere picking <laughs> you up. <laughs> Um, I'm a composer, I'm a writer, and uh, just music producer, musician, and um, collaborating with you a lot on projects within wellness and writing and podcasts and the music and meditation projects and film and all kinds of things. And retreats. And retreats. And workshops. Yeah, all the events. <laughs> and... Um, yeah. So essentially a lot of different creative things. Yeah. And you've been a musician for a very long time now as a like full-time thing. Yeah, that's been kind of the main part of what I do, but it's always been a combination of writing and film and events and a lot of crossover things, crossover projects. Yeah, it's kind of familiar and 
also fun to be talking to you on this podcast because we've done a few things together in the oral cavity region. Mm-hmm. We just launched uh, kind of the first teaser of a project we've been working on for a while. Music and meditation. It's very lovely uh, sound accompaniment there, an intense motorbike. Yeah, I that, feel that sounds not going to be on the music and meditation <laughs> project, I think. But it's okay if it is, right? Because, you know, mm, yeah, some yeah. snooty people think in order to meditate it's going to be all silent and like blissful. But actually, I think the best times to meditate are in those hectic moments. Isn't part of the kind of idea of meditation, I mean, there's not one idea, of course, but isn't part of it like just uh, acknowledging everything around you, all the noises, and not trying to kind of push noises away, but just acknowledging all of them and recognize them when they return, and then therefore, I don't know, being better at dealing with uh, passing motorcycles or whatever. I agree. So also, aside from our music and meditation project, we had a podcast together inspired by Sir Langston Hughes, one of our, can I say, one of our favourite writers? He's definitely one of mine. He's definitely in your book club. <laughs> An important feature. I'm enjoying this shameless promo here. <laughs> Thanks, because I always forget to tell people about things. Yeah. Our podcast was called Wonder As I Wonder. Mm-hmm. And in it, we went out and about and had conversations about things, right? Yeah, like now. Like now. So this is sort of like a pop-up wonders, I wonder, via I Feel For You. Yeah. So I feel like that thunder signifies a moment to make some coffee while we're out here in the park. Um, With our flask and press canner. What's the English... Cafetiere, or French, rather. (laughs) So I wanted to talk to you today about work, rest and play, as I said. Maybe there's a better way to phrase this. I guess some people call it work-life balance. Some people call it, I don't know, juggling the plates. And, yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts about how you find balance in defining boundaries around your work and rest and play in the creative life. I mean, for us, I guess it's always been a challenge because we've had our own businesses for quite some time now and a lot of different projects, from events to music to writing and audio projects. So it's really hard to to decide when not to work because you can always do a little bit on social media or pushing a project or taking down ideas in some sort of form. Uh, so it's really hard to allow ourselves time off. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, but it's particularly hard, I think, when you're working for yourself. Mm. And also doing a lot of different projects. So it's almost like <clears throat> we've done projects in... Ooh. That was a beautiful interlude. And then the sun is back as well. Mm. Makes sense. Tennis players are back at it again. Maybe that's like the skill to have really is just not to be faced by any sudden um, 
distraction from what you're doing when you are working. Uh, especially when we're doing so many different things at the same time. But yeah, taking time off is a difficult one. Mm. Um, remember reading the biography of Philip Glass? He's like a composer, musician. And um, he was saying that he practices this very strict working hours for himself. Mm. I think it's like he only allows himself to work on composition between 10 and 1 every day. And if he gets idea outside of that time, he takes a note of the idea maybe, but he's not allowed to pursue the idea. And he thinks that that's made him more effective when he is working. So more productive when he first sits down and writes. And I've seen other artists and creatives have similar ideas. It's almost like forcing your mind not to work a little bit on something all the time but rather let things build up and in your kind of back conscience, is that what it's called? And then allow it out only uh, at a certain time. perfect punctuation. The birds are going mad now. It's so noisy, it's like the rainforest there. <laughs> but I, I agree with you, so essentially setting boundaries in order to um, distinguish time off versus time on. But to be honest though, like in theory this sounds great and of course like so many people that, so many creative people that we admire, so many biographies that you read on your faves tend to say a similar thing about you know, having this cut of time, having routines, essentially um, chopping the day up into little slices and assigning different things to, the, to different parts of the day. And I do relate to that in ways, for example, like with rituals and so on, especially in the morning and the evening. I think that's really helpful. But you can't just switch your creativity off, can you? Or can you? No, I don't think you can, and that's why... I think you have a, to allow yourself to kind of take a note of an idea in a notebook or on the phone, maybe. Or in your bujo. Yeah. But surely it's kind of, I don't know about you or anyone listening, but when you take a note of it, where do you stop with that? Because I have that I kind of personality where I get really excited when I catch an idea yeah. or I catch that piece of inspiration. And it becomes really hard to kind of to step out of that. Sometimes I really enjoy going with that flow, like mm. feeling that connection to something bigger than myself or like this message, I don't know, this message that I feel like I'm receiving. Maybe that's a really pompous way of looking at it, but... I don't know if it is actually, because I like to think of creativity as something that is beyond ourselves, because when something's stuck in yourself, it's a bit egotistical, isn't it? I feel like everyone is creative, everyone can harness uh, creativity and practice it as a tool for enriching your life, and I think that creativity gives you a broader perspective of the world, like art, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? art, music and so on, it's bigger than you and I'm going off topic a bit but <laughs> essentially I'm saying that maybe I'm challenged by that idea of uh, 
creating boundaries between work and rest. And I think that it's got me into trouble in the past with burnout um, because it's difficult to switch off. So are there any other tools that you use or techniques that help you with (laughs) differentiating boundaries? Maybe one of my favourite clichés, one thing at a time. It's really hard to, to do everything at the same time. And it just helps compartmentalise a little bit for energy. And, yeah, it's a tough one. I think, I think a lot of this boils down to something that's very difficult in creativity is to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Believe that tomorrow between 10 and 1, I can finish this project mm. instead of like worrying about it all through the day. You're really good at that though. I think you're one of those people that like, you're definitely a finisher in a set amount of time. And I really admire that about you. you you're so good at compartmentalizing things. Like you can be working on a, a composition, for example, and then you can be all up in your accounts <laughs> admin mm. and then you can be pitching and and then you can be on social media I just yeah I really admire and respect that about you and leading on from what you were saying like the one thing at a time mantra which has been so helpful for me guru Fini. <laughs> it's really helped and one technique that has helped me to really practice that in the everyday is the Pomodoro method which Mm. we started doing I don't know how long ago now but um, the Pomodoro method if you're if you haven't heard of it and of course I'm going to link to the things that we've spoken about in the show notes so make sure you head over to ifeelforyoupodcast.com to get that Um, the Pomodoro method is a Pomodoro a type of tomato is it just tomato? Is it just tomato Maybe in Italian? Tomato. I think it might be. Yeah. Okay, I need to do my research. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the name came from those Pomodoro timers, those retro kits. shaped as a tomato. Tomato? You say tomato? All these years I've never known that. You say that. tomato. I don't know. <laughs> Tomat in Nosk. Um, <laughs> so this, this timer that looks like a tomato, it's... Actually, depending on where you research the Pomodoro method, I think officially it's a 25-minute increments of focus on a particular project and then you have um, an increment of 5 or 10 minutes to have a complete break away from what you're doing. Mm. I don't know if I explained that very well, but essentially the Pomodoro method is like a timer where you dedicate 25 minutes solely to a specific thing a specific task or project and then you take a break and in that break you're not surfing the net you're kind of getting up walking around doing something completely different maybe make a cup of tea maybe have a mini dance party and so on and that's definitely a technique that has really helped me to practice your one thing at a time yeah, advice it's a perfect combo for it and on top of pomodoro and one thing at a time i like also to put other restrictions on myself apart from time really depends what the project is but let's say if there's a music project try because in music now you can use like you can easily have hundreds of sounds and rhythms and music software available 
at any time. So just like restricting yourself with things you can use, tools you can use is also very useful. For instance, using a notebook instead of the computer, mm. or like not being online, that could be another one. Mm. Or working in a particular room, I guess could be another one. Mm. Like any kind of restriction. Like Maya Angelou. She used to go and book herself into a hotel, didn't she? And just have a room with absolutely nothing in it other than obviously a bed and a desk. Um, and she would just sit and write. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of uh, creatives have rituals like that. I'm feeling like a lot of the things that you're mentioning and um, a lot of the things that we're talking about are rooted in boundaries, setting boundaries for ourselves, as well as that advice I think is really helpful, um, belief. Um, so you mentioned believing in yourself and believing that you can <laughs> set your I mind to something. Even, even, even what I like to call like kind of f- false belief can help. Pretending that you know what you're doing mm. could help you almost in a kind of strange way to get it done. Fake it till you make it. In a way. But the, the, the twist there, yeah, you're, you're faking it within yourself. Mm-hmm. It sounds a bit confusing, but... It's almost like you have to pretend that you're extremely good at something for a little while at least, as an experiment, and then see what happens. I think that creatives have to, and again, we're all creative, but um, especially if your work is in the creative field, I feel like you have to have a sense of blind belief. Like mm. there's this madness that <laughs> you have to allow yourself you to have trust. To have the blinkers on. Yeah, and, and actually I was reading... Um, like rereading this this chapter from an, the infamous Brene Brown book, The Gifts of Imperfection, if any of you have read that. And, um, I mean, she's talking about a belief that's like in a slightly different context, but I feel like it applies. She talks about hope, and it was a bit of a, a cute Oprah. It was a bit of an aha moment for me because... I'd always thought that like hope was a feeling and hope isn't a feeling, it's, it's an action and it's an action that you practice and that made me feel quite excited to be honest because um, especially if you, if you have a lot of self-doubt and um, you struggle to believe in yourself to know that actually to exercise this practice of self-belief or like uh, trust that it will work out like it's, um, it's totally buildable and if it's feeling challenging, then that, obviously that means that it's like a muscle that needs to be flexed, mm-hmm. let's say. I think also in relation to the music thing, one thing that I suppose we had in common was we were both in, in that world and um, in our work, like there was definitely a lack of... Um, boundaries would you say like there was sort of Mm. like the work called for you to kind of be on 24 7 right Mm. like for example you being on tour anywhere in the world and just needing to be on a moment's notice Mm. yeah and always small little issues come up all through the day and mails come in about anything that needs doing (laughs) the drama (laughs) yeah there's never there was never a clear boundary basically that's that's the shame and I feel that although like, perhaps the projects that both you and I do now have changed a bit in that 
for a number of years we've been working for ourselves and so like we're our own managers what I think hasn't changed in um, the way that we work is um, or actually what's deteriorated is um, being able to have a break a boundary between work and rest I think that um, we have definitely for many many years been in a mode of it just being a bit of a blur like everything sort of intertwines um, and I guess with the nature is the kind of work that we do I suppose the cliche is a lot of people will say to us oh what you do is fun so <laughs> it's kind of like play anyway you don't need a holiday or whatever but um, to which I'd say then we must be doing a good job of hiding all the <laughs> all of the crap that goes on behind the scenes all of the challenges like which is probably another conversation but um yeah, what I wanted to say, I guess, is that it took us, would you say, it was about seven years before we actually took a holiday, you and I. Hmm. Yeah, I think that every time we've gone somewhere before that, it's always been at least a mix of being a holiday and some kind of event we're doing, some kind of project we're doing, some kind of studying or course we're attending. Mm. So, yeah. And of course, like we're very, very privileged to be able to like travel to all different places and be able to, you know, to work and you know, see somewhere. But sometimes it's frustrating because I know that I, I often feel like a really bad friend because I don't call people up if I'm in their hometown or whatever or um, sometimes I'm too exhausted to be able to like go out so literally I'm at a venue and then I come home and I'm in the hotel like just <laughs> eating and sleeping and watching some kind of Jennifer Aniston film which is a whole new world right I was mm. unaware of you two secretly and your Tom Cruise crush <laughs> this is all very seems new like, seems like Jennifer and Tom <laughs> are like very safe uh, actors to be in films that are shown in hotel rooms for some reason. All over the world. Yeah. It's a standard. It's quite. Is it because no one loves them and no one hates them? If you know what I mean. Like they're, they're in between, so it's kind of like. I've got everyone, no beef with them. Everyone can accept them. It's sort of like the <laughs> the acting world's Dido. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, there's so much I could say, but I'm not going to because, I mean, it's trouble, but, um, yeah. <laughs> so I guess the point I'm getting to, it's not a woe is me complaint about our lifestyle because we chose that and we created that and I feel very lucky and very privileged. However, I wanted to kind of touch on this stuff because I know there's, like, a lot of people out there that do kind of similar things or that want to do similar things or that face similar challenges um, regarding boundaries with work and rest and play and the interplay of these three things are just so vital if it's imbalanced then it's going to affect our performance in all different ways right it affects our relationships it affects our health and so on and so you know that's why I'm really passionate about self-care for example yeah that's why I talk about it a lot but it took seven years for us to be able to book a holiday and say this is just for rest and it was really weird and and also I found myself I don't know about you but I found myself in such a state of frustration because all I wanted to do was like 
be able to work and I had to sort of force myself not to. Did you relate to that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm just thinking um, how we dealt with it. I mean, we did pretty well, although you were ill for a little bit, which felt like a sort of self-sabotage, so you wouldn't enjoy having time off too much. So we booked a holiday to Morocco in February this year, which was great, but as Fineman said, I was sick for most of it. Like, I got sick on the first day. Mm. And often, you know, if you two struggle with that work, rest play balance you'll probably know about that because you tend to only take time off when you are forced to because you get sick and there's this cycle (laughs) which is just it's just not a great place to be in like you work yourself to the bone and then you get sick and then you have to take rest and then you catch up on all your daytime tv and then you (laughs) go back to work again like with the same kind of gusto and there's no real balance to it and then you become out of practice with being able to actually establish boundaries and taking time out for yourself to rest and restore and there's probably things going through your mind if you're anything like me that are rooted in guilt and like just feeling shame for not working you know we we live in a in a society that praises busyness right busyness achievement and always being on and always doing stuff which you know I've written a lot about and I talk a lot about it and maybe you're bored of hearing it but I still need to work on it every single day, so I'm probably still going to keep talking about it. But Finaman, you've been really helpful in supporting me in learning how to take time for rest and also um, establish boundaries around play or like, um, let's say, inspiration time, gathering inspiration. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more lazy. but yeah I just really realised that that time is needed to get ideas as well and feel like motivated and inspired and just have enough energy to go through those creative busts and I think uh, your your environment and your um your situation, I guess, like your circumstances and practice in um, knowing that it's okay to take time off has a lot to do with where you're at right now. And by that, I mean, growing up, you went on regular holidays, for example, right? It was a very normal thing for you to do as a family. You went away somewhere and you had that like established break in your year or you know, a few times a year, Mm. being able to do that. um, And again, this isn't a woe is me thing, but my childhood didn't really look like that. And yeah, having those established breaks just wasn't a thing. And that's not to say I'm blaming my childhood for the way that I am now, but I suppose, I guess I'm trying to reassure people that maybe find all of this self-care and rest stuff a bit jarring (laughs) like I did for so many years if you didn't grow up in the kind of environment that embraced that and celebrated sort of rest and and time off then it's highly likely you're probably going to 
struggle with the concept or maybe be more resistant to it in adult life. So be gentle with yourself, babes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Gonna have a sip of tea now. So essentially, we're saying boundaries are key in so many things. <laughs> oh, that's my seagull friend um, agreeing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in, in establishing time for yourself to dedicate to your work or your craft, as well as rest and as well as play or inspiration or whatever you want to call it, um, establishing a sense of um, boundary is important so that you can find the balance between those things. And we actually have a little present for you. It's a teaser for our project Music and Meditation. And uh, you can download a free audio meditation straight away. If you go to dion.space forward slash meditation, it's all in so when you sign up for it you'll be given the option to join the digest which is my weekly inspo mail i guess um you can have a look at that if you're interested um or not just leave it behind whatever whatever works but um yeah i really hope that this is useful for you especially if you're new to meditation and there's like some maybe fear or resistance around it um, yeah, I really hope that it's going to be supportive for you. Oh, yeah, and I think that I actually have, there's probably a few blog posts, but there's one specifically I'm thinking of called On Work Life Rest Balance. And I'm going to link that for you um, in the show notes. So you can head to dion.space forward slash podcast or go to ifeelforyoupodcast.com. Both go to the same place and you'll find all of the all of the details there my friends are getting very excited so i think we need to sign off (laughs) (laughs) there's so much stuff happening today there's rain there's sun there's screaming there's tennis there's planes there's thunder there's lightning there's coffee there's tea and there's a scorpio moon and there's screaming seagulls this is wild well i really hope that you can actually hear what we're saying here and that um the sound is okay sorry if it's been really annoying um but appreciate you being here and for showing up and would really love to hear your thoughts about this topic so if you've got any suggestions or ideas or tools or techniques or rituals that you use to find that balance between work rest play and so on and anything in between do pop a note in the show notes you can comment on there or just send me a dm or something there is an email for the show if you prefer to be a bit more like low-key about it a bit more one-to-one um that email address is i feel for you podcast at gmail.com most importantly i hope that you're feeling good today and in balance if not trust that it's a process and you'll figure it out be patient with yourself be tender be kind sending you lots of love and thank you Fineman, for being on the show thank you for having me thank you to the seagulls Thank you to the birds, everyone. Yeah, yeah, we get the gist. If you want to check out any of Finaman's work... You'll link to it in the show notes, maybe. (laughs) What is your website? Oh, yeah. My website is ketxl.com. My portfolio collection, yeah. And what are you working on right now? Right now I'm working on music for a documentary film and also a couple of remixes and the music and meditation project.
nice. always a lot of things at the same time. <laughs> Trying to find the right balance. I suspect this is a subject we're going to keep coming back to, so I really hope that it's useful for you. Do let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So that's it, my friends. Obviously, there's stuff that I should probably tell you about. I've told you about the digest. I should probably tell you about coaching slots. There's definitely more coaching slots that are going to be opening up from July. Do get in touch. Um, you can head to dion.space forward slash coaching to read all about it. That was cheesy. And anything else I need to let you know about Norway, I'm probably coming back to you at some point soon. But All the news will be in the digest. Yeah. Subscribe if you're interested. And thanks so much for listening. Bye. Farewell. Bye.